Welcome to Lady Bits in Leadership, a brave space where women come together to share stories about our bodies, our sexuality, and motherhood. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Vogel, and my mission in life is helping women feel less alone, process their trauma, and build the lives they desire. So if you're ready to join a community of women who have found their voices, who have become liberated from shame and reclaim their power, then you're in the right place, girl. You found us. We're so happy you're here. Hey, guess what? I have a secret. I'm hosting a slumber party. Okay, I get it. I'm on global podcasts, not a secret anymore. But we're just going to pretend like it's secret because it's more fun. I'm hosting a slumber party in January 2023, and you are invited. Now, what is a slumber party? Girl, you know what a slumber party is, okay? We're dressing comfy, we're eating all the snacks, and we're talking all the shit. So just keep your eyes peeled for social media. I'll be dropping more information soon, but just get excited, okay? New year, new me. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're doing that, but mostly we're just coming into our power, we're creating community, and we're talking about lady bits, so get excited, girl. It's on its way. Y'all, we got Rachel Frederick in the house today. Now, Rachel and I have been friends for about a year now. Honestly, I can't even... I can't even believe that she wasn't in my life the whole time. And for those of you who don't know Rachel Frederick, <laughs> you are in for a treat. Um, we met through Ladies Artisan Market. We're both in the whole business women academy. So we're both building businesses. She is the owner of the Kini Shop Hawaii. And if you've seen my Instagram, you've seen her work. She makes custom bikinis because as she believes your body deserves custom Everybody deserves custom because everybody is so unique. And frankly, if you have been bikini shopping or bathing suit shopping, you know that feeling, girl. You know the feeling of like, oh, here we go into the dressing room. Let's see. Let's pray. Let's hope that maybe one of them looks just okay. And the reason that is, is because you don't have a hype woman behind you being like, girl, you're beautiful. Girl, look at that booty. Look at them boobies. Well, now you do. And her name is Rachel Frederick and she owns the bikini shop. So this whole conversation is about body positivity, bikinis, and building a sense of self-worth. And I loved every minute of it. You get to know Rachel as a designer. You get to know Rachel as a woman. She dives really deeply towards the end of the podcast about how she does mirror work, which I think is incredibly interesting and such a powerful practice that you can literally begin today with yourself and a phone. We both agree on the fact that so many women are often shamed by their bodies or told that their bodies aren't beautiful. And this affects the way that they show up in their lives and the way that they show up as partners and the way that they show up as mothers. And so her and I are both working to liberate women. We just do it very differently. I love Rachel. I love her bikinis. I love being an ambassador for her bikinis. And I just can't wait for you to hear this episode. And if you're inspired by this and you're like, how the heck do I get one of these bikinis? It's no problem, girl. Just go to thekinishop.com. That's the k-i-n-i shop.com and get you a gift card. Or you can go on her Instagram and send her a DM, thekinishop.hawaii. And just send her a DM and be like, I need to buy me a gift card. And while you're at it, buy a gift card for your girlfriend who you know won't buy one for herself. They are a hella good price and they would be a perfect gift for your friends, for a friend that's getting married, having a birthday, having a baby. 
any time is a good time to get a Kini. So make sure you stop by her shop, thekinishop.com, and get you either a gift card or sign up for one of her cool custom fittings. Oh my gosh, you're just going to absolutely adore and love it. But before we start this episode, I have to put a quick plug in for my girl, Kelsey Audison Viegas of AutoBooks. Listen, if you're a business owner of a small or large business, you do not have time to be doing your own books. No one has time for QuickBooks except for my girl, Kelsey. So if you want to be focused on building profits in your business rather than tooling over all this Excel spreadsheets and different queries of QuickBooks, then our girl is for you. You can find out more about Kelsey and her bookkeeping solutions at O-T-T-O-B-O-O-K-S-L-L-C.com. That's O-T-T-O-B-O-O-K-S-L-L-C.com. We got Rachel Frederick in the house. Hi, hi. Hey, welcome hey. to Lady Bits and Leadership, hey. girl. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. It is such a joy. I am so glad. So I joined Ladies Artisan Market and then the whole Woman Business Academy, learning how to build Lady Bits and Leadership, and it brought me to you, and our lives were forever changed. Absolutely brought you to brought me to you. What are you talking about? Just, oh my gosh, you're so funny. I um for those who have not seen Rachel Frederick's uh beautiful Kini Shop Hawaii bikinis on my Instagram, well, get over to my Instagram right now. <laughs> Go look at them. They're gorgeous. I have to say the amount of compliments that I've gotten. So Rachel is a designer for the Kini Shop. She's the owner, mm-hmm. she's the lead designer as of now until that starts to okay. flourish and grow and you start hiring some more designers and or seamstress okay. <laughs> but she is a do-it-all woman and what I love mm. so much about your line Rachel is the mix of body positivity and bikinis which mm. for someone like myself growing up in a larger body being almost six feet tall over 200 pounds for a good part of my life I never thought that those two things would mesh. I always thought bikinis is like attainable for someone else and never Mm. for me. Mm. And I feel like this story and this Mm. reality is so universal for so many different people, not just in larger Mm. bodies like me, but just in female bodies, you know? Um, so seeing that your mission is all about empowering women through designing the perfect slow fashion Mm -hmm. design just for you, just for your curves bikini was freaking genius. And I'm so excited Mm -hmm. that you're here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, seeing that, can we swear dad ass like in one of my bikinis, (laughs) like, thank you, Sarah, for all that love. Um, I loved having you model for me that day so that was a really huge moment if you go and check out sarah's instagram um she was a model for the fashion show that was like my very first coming out event in tacona really stepping out of the online space um and just having incredible women like yourself their bodies represented um in that large way for me it was everything so one thank you for just like being one of my first uh in that um and you know it's incredible every week when i meet with a new a new set of women because i do consultations so Mm -hmm. i get that private time with them i get to hear their stories i get to hear the little bit of vulnerability that they allow in 
you know, the, the longer the consultation goes, you know, towards the end, you know, we're laughing or crying. There's so much more than just a bikini. And from very curvy women to very non-curvy women, I'm able to hear them. I'm able to take into account their shape, their story, their background, the body stories that they carry. And we're able to just craft, handcraft and create something that really, I don't like to use the word empowers them, but it empowers them to go out there and live confidently on the beach and by the pool or out in the backyard with their kids um, in such a different way. So it's, this is not where I intended to be. This is not something I saw in my vision, um, but that's typical of how the universe brings those, our stories around to us. Um, but yeah, it's incredible. It, I, and here I was thinking this was your intention the whole time, because mm -hmm. I think both you and I, although you're maybe a little further along than me as a business owner, I always thought this was where you were heading and you were just introducing mm. yourself to the world as this is the Kini Shop Hawaii. This is what I'm doing. And I am now stepping out into the world because you, you launched yourself, you launched your line, mm -hmm. you launched the Kini Shop at the Best of Kona Festival in yeah. the spring of 2022. And I, and it's interesting to hear you say that that wasn't the plan. So what was the plan yeah. and how did you end up in body positivity and bikinis? You know, it kind of starts from in 2017, we moved to Hawaii. We are from Seattle. I was, I had, let's see, my daughters were 14 and seven. We had enough of the um, life, ooh, 111, 11, hello. Thank you, universe. Uh, we had enough of just the keeping up with the Joneses and my husband was like, we're moving. So the story really is catapulted in this moment of, I got to Hawaii, I gained 40 pounds and the only bikinis I brought were two pieces because of course I was living the life, I was doing the hustle, I was stressed out. So getting to Hawaii, gaining 40 pounds, trying on swimwear, having nothing fit me, uh, crying and sobbing, blaming my body, really I, the work I thought I did through my 30s of loving myself came all undone and began to unravel. And here I was staring myself back with some of the things like body dysmorphia, eat, you know, eating, eating habits that I had uh, punishment with working out a lot of those demons and shadows started to I started to face them again. And I said no, like I, I had already worked through a lot of those in my 30s. And I just decided to get out my sewing machine. Because it was the one kind of craft thing that I brought. And I said, what do I want to take from my life? We literally sold everything, 90% of our stuff. And I brought my sewing machine and I went to Goodwill and I got all those like bikinis that have tags on them still or swimsuits. And I was like, I just need something to practice. So I tore them all apart and I made a bikini just for me. Now, during that time, I went into health coaching. I started my own fitness journey. I started to do things the healthy way. We moved to veganism. So I really started to take care of my body, to love my body differently. Uh, my spirituality started to bloom in that time. So I started to do mirror work. Um, and if you watch any of my stories on social media, usually every day I have a post that is me looking in the mirror. And that has a lot to do with my mirror work that I do to, to unbreak 
my body dysmorphia that I had formed for so long. And so anyway, along the way, I became a life coach. I was working with women in the health, you know, in mindset. And all along the way, I was just making my own bikinis to wear. And I would post them on Instagram and my cousins and people would be like, oh my God, I need that. And I was like, thanks. I love it. Like I, I wasn't even about <laughs> did to not touch think. the whole, yeah. I did not think I was like, I'm not touching that. Like, that's not where I wanted to go. I wanted to go into the coaching industry. I love helping women like become their best selves, but it wasn't my plan. See, the universe sneak does this to us. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that through a bikini, through a garment, I could change women's life, even if it was for the, the hour, the vacation they wore it, something about this garment, something about my story, something about the transformation of putting on a bikini and like owning your body and the confidence that you have. Like I always say, your curves deserve custom because they do. They are not made. You are not made like anyone else. Um, and so then finally, one of my friends was like, girl, you have to do it. The pandemic hit, mm-hmm. it kind of flipped things around. I said, you know what, let's just go online. Let's just go all in. Yeah. My husband was like, yeah, it's taken you long enough to see this. Let's go. He threw, we invested money in it. And pretty much it was the end of like, and here we are. So, <laughs> And here you are just booking out consultations because I think your oh story gosh is just in so many ways. And I want to dive into Mm -hmm. all the juicy details of it, but in so many ways is so much, so many other people's stories, especially those of us who wear bikinis or, and our bathing suits, because we'll say bikinis, but you also do really inventive one pieces as well as just really kind of, Oh, play suits. suits, Cause like, why not? Like let's, let's have some fun. Okay. So one thing that I just love about your energy, your business, the clothes that you make, just your whole essence is the playfulness when it comes to bikinis. Because even someone who has the courage to put on a bikini that may have, may have taken them years, years. I mean, I tell my husband this, he's like, what? They've never bought a bikini. And I'm like, Mm. years, babe. It takes people years. The, the, the shame is so deep. The body image issues are so deep for so many women. And then they finally get in a bikini and then it's like, let me just cover up with a towel and or cover up and not jump around, play out in the sand, dig in there with your kid Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, jump around with your, with your loved ones, your, your friends, or just let things jiggle around as bodies do. And so the playfulness that you add to both the consultation experience that people have, as well as the, like, (laughs) just the energy that you put out through your marketing Mm. campaigns. I mean, that resonates with people. People crave and want that so badly to just ultimately be free, Mm. free of the negative thoughts, free to play, free in their bodies. And that freedom Mm. and playfulness to me is what your brand brings. And that's why Mm. I love it so much. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I mean, the fact that you see that in feel that Mm -hmm. um, is everything because I'm not old and dusty. I don't need to be old and dusty. I want to be running and playing with my children. My best compliment as a mother is to literally be asked, is this your sister? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a 20 year old and a 12 year old, and I want to be keeping up with these young women. I want them to want me in their life. And that means that I have to stay joyful. I need to stay as 
useful as I can. And kind of they'll scoop back around. Think about why we don't move around in our swimwear. Think about why you don't lean over to dig the sand bucket. Think about what happens in those moments. Well, the suit goes up your butt. Maybe your boob, you're gonna have a nip slip. Things are squishing out. You're worried about your tummy roll, right? We're, we're worried about all those things of people on the outside seeing us. So we don't play. We sit, we wear our wrap and we watch. And this is why women don't book the beach vacation because they're worried about these moments. They're worried about everyone else on the beach who's worried about themselves. Mm-hmm. Everyone's worried about themselves. They're not worried about you. And I want you to not worry about you either. I want you to release that and find the freedom and have the joy and enjoy that moment. And oh, by the way, you're wearing a bikini where you look amazing and take the photo, you know, like that should be the end result. Uh, and so what I do is I create the suit that takes away those issues and that gives you the freedom to play and jump around joyfully while still looking sexy. I mean, there's a few that I feel like if I move, <laughs> like sure. bits that are like, like you can get a little sexier, but if for the most part, right? I love that you well, you know, yes. and I think that speaks to the custom piece, right? Is that we all go to the beach and or pool and or swimming hole or river or wherever you are, because we're both in Hawaii, but people are buying stuff. I saw you're sending something to Canada. You're sending stuff all over the United States, mm-hmm. continental U.S., hopefully even more global moving forward. But wherever you are, you might have different intentions. You might not be an mm-hmm. active water person. Um, And you might want to just have that skimpy, hot little thong bikini and get your booty tan on, you know, freaking awesome. Or you might be more like myself that is like digging around, jumping around. I need support for my bosoms. So we designed something, you and I designed something. I'd love to kind of take a moment to talk about my experience with the consultation because one, I've never had a custom piece of clothing for myself. You were the first. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. thought that that was attainable and you provide custom clothing in an, in a financially attainable way for people. And I think that's something that the re- the response that I've gotten from my friends who reach out and they're like I freaking love that bikini <laughs> is like it's like I can't believe how reasonably priced these are. You know, they're under $200 to have a custom bikini that yeah. you can in some of them at least maybe all of them, I'm not sure like flip inside out. Like yeah. some of them every are, single one. They're every single reversible. one's reversible. So you technically have two and then if you mix four. and match the bottoms, you get four. So like insane, insane, especially yeah. because that's about the price that you're going to pay from a, a shop and similar to what you were talking about I always struggled, you know, and I, I'm very open now about this, but it was always a source of like, let's hide this as much as possible. But like, I'm carrying a D breast and I'm carrying a, like a B breast. They are very different. When I look in the mirror, as my whole life growing up, I was like, I hate you. That was what I told them was like, I fucking hate you. You know, I know I'm like tearing up thinking mm-hmm. about it because ultimately that is what I told myself was I, I hate you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that because they weren't symmetrical mm-hmm. and what you saw all the time is symmetrical breasts. And so I always thought like, I'll, I'll save up one day for a breast job. Like I'll get a breast job and the conflicting feelings about that too. Cause I'm, I tend to be a pretty natural person and I'm like, 
I don't know that I want to alter my body in that way. I don't know that I need to. <laughs> I've told this story before, but my mom promised me that like, when you have a baby, they'll even out because you'll like breastfeed and do all this stuff. Oh, no. And I'm like, that is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. <laughs> one booby came, the bigger booby came and gorged with milk, was so good at producing milk. The little one squeaked out little bits of ounces of milk. And I was like, bitch, you're not even going to produce milk. <laughs> like, but at that point in my life, I was in my thirties. So I was like, I like you had kind of gone through that body love process, which I do want to circle back to, because I think a lot of women are like, okay, where do I start? So Mm -hmm. when you and I talked, you know, the way that I experienced the consultation process was we got on a zoom call because you can do this from anywhere, which is fantastic. You just Mm -hmm. have to have one of those, a measuring tape so that you can understand the measurements of someone. And, and side note, I do have a printable PDF so that if you don't have one, you can cut and kind of tape. So it's okay. Yeah. You don't have to run the Amazon Walgreens, anything and like go and get one. You can just print it out. And you, um, and you were like, Hey girl, how's it going? And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what to expect? You're like, okay, so I'm gonna have to have you undress, and uh, and we're gonna just start taking measurements so we can make you the best suit possible. And as okay. I was like, okay, I'm getting naked on Zoom. Like, what are the privacy settings here? You know, but you made sure everything was secure. And I was like, okay, we're good, we're good. And I got undressed into just a be like a bra and and a uh, little brief underwear. And you were like, oh, you are so beautiful. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I was uh, like, disclaimer yeah. you do not have to get naked on a consultation <laughs> oh thank you for I, I was just like whipping it all off I, I was like, she was. Sarah Sarah and I were like let's go you know um we do like workout gear anything close fitting a sports cool. bra biker shorts you know like easy easy stuff you don't have to get, yeah, but I if- do it's amazing the women and the closeness and the, the vulnerability and they're like no they're like I need you to see which is great like it's mm. it's all in what they're ready to reveal. So continue, go ahead. Well, that's a really good, no, really good clarification because I haven't been, I haven't observed others' consultations. I'm just speaking about mine, but but yeah, I think that having, you know, being able to meet you, you meet the women where they're at, right? In their comfortability Mm -hmm. level, which automatically like lets you take a sigh of relief, take Mm -hmm. a breath because just the act of getting naked whether it be in intimate spaces with a partner that you love, showing your body, whether going out to the beach is a whole different story. But I know friends of mine that still have sex with the lights off with a partner they've been with forever. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how is this the thing? But, you know, I don't, as much as I'm not judging them, I just feel for them because I was at that place too the yep. idea of having sex with the lights on to see all of my intimate details to see the entirety of me is is really really scary for a lot of people mm-hmm. and so wearing a bikini is like the step right before you get there right that's right Ooh. and so we started the measurement you were just you met me where i was comfortable you, you know, immediately made me feel at ease. And then we started the measurements and the amount of like compliments of things that I didn't normally compliment myself on just hearing Mm -hmm. that was empowering, you know, just to hear Mm -hmm. another woman look at my body in a non-sexual way and be like, 
you're beautiful, sincerely, was so nice. And I don't, I feel like oftentimes, even when we go shopping with friends, that ingraining of body negativity is there of like, oh, I, you know, my fat's right. hanging over the pants or, you know, and we try and compliment each other and hype each other up. But this was a more, very more intimate space than like a dressing room because the intention yeah. is creating something just for you that you so as the client are the focus. Did you, did you notice as well that I did my measurements as you did yours? Oh, so I did it. I, I didn't put it together. It. I remember, okay. but yeah. Okay. Because what I ask of you to do, I will do as well. So I always do my measurements at the same time because then you, it's a, it's a group effort. It's like, you're, we're in it together. We're both going to measure our boobies. We're both going to measure our belly. You, you get to see mine. I see yours. You see mine. It's that, it's that vulnerability, that exchanging, it creates an intimacy which creates the trust and it helps kind of break that, the judgment. Cause if you were just doing it, I was just sitting writing your numbers down. It would create a whole different feeling. Mm -hmm. So we get up, we dance around, we shake our booties. You see my boobies. I see your, like, right. We, we share yeah. that kind of tribalness, right. That, I mean, imagine like, I just, I gave myself a little goosebumps, a uh, chicken skin, mm -hmm. like women dancing and celebrating their bodies together. So kind of that like conjecture of that like I try to really bring the fun in and acceptance and one thing I don't allow in consultations is negative self-talk so I will always stop a woman before she says oh my blah 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 oh look at that number like nope it's not it's literally just a thing let's move on like keep going it's just a number it's just a tool so there's a lot in that space it's a very safe safe yeah time. I mean you know, at the end of it, well, the next step was, and what I felt like I needed to disclose to you, I don't know that you asked this directly, um, but correct me if I'm wrong in my remembering, because it was a couple months ago, but I was like, you know, I always really struggle with that uneven breast. And so you were like, cool, we have a solution for it. And I was like, oh, we do. What is it? You know? <laughs> and then you have this design that you're like, okay, well, with the asymmetry, I have an asymmetrical bathing suit that I think could really complement. And we kind of, we create an optical illusion mm -hmm. where you not only get the support, but the optical illusion of like, they are equal and they're equal and asymmetrical. It was just a play of like mm -hmm. this interesting design. And so many people after looking at the fashion show, were just like, what is that top? That top <laughs> is insane. I love that top. And instead of the immediate thing being like, oh my God, they're looking at my uneven boobs. It was, yeah, it's, it's, they loved my them. small booby. Yeah, they loved it. They're like, look at you. And you felt that confidence. And you didn't, weren't even thinking my boobs are uneven. You were like, no. this top is amazing. And it was made just for me. Yep. Yeah, I believe that you disclosed that. That is a line item that I have. Like, are there any issues? Usually we go into things like boob um, spillage. We like talk about like some of the things that usually happen in suits where you feel like that you always kind of experience and so we can take those away we yeah. can actually undo the parts that you always have to deal with it's not settling anymore mm -hmm. you don't have to settle with what they give you it actually is a lot more cost effective for me to make a suit that is for you that fits rather than ship you a suit have you ship it back that's true right? and then you try another one and you get mad and then you go to another company and you're like oh it's just me it's my body 
-hmm. because that is what we always do. We always just blame our body instead of saying, maybe it's the thing that's just not designed for anything other than a size two model. And even with, you know, again, like you had mentioned earlier, your body has all unique curves and lines And there might be a petite person, like I was just talking to someone who is a slender person, but has size F breasts. And I'm like thinking to myself, dude, she needs to hit you up because I don't even know where one would find a bathing suit for size F breasts that have enough support for all that weight. And, you know, if, if she was to buy a a bikini set for her smaller hips, what would happen with that top? You know, she's not the only one that again, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mine was uneven. So the frustration with the unevenness, but I have to imagine there's other areas, large, very large breasts, um, you know, hips that are different, you know, when we're talking about, uh, petite versus really tall and slant, just tall people, just so many different things to take into consideration. Mm -hmm. So we really measured all of that out. And I talked to you through my insecurities and the area and what type of a bikini I wanted for what type of play at the beach I wanted. Um, And then like a couple weeks later, it was in my hands and we were at, uh, you know, at the beach getting dressed for this, the show. (laughs) And I walked out and I was like, okay, queen. Okay. <laughs> that's such a beautiful moment. And what I loved about that fashion show was that I had five different women and the one actually expressed their fear to me. And they said, when can I try this on? And I said, I need you to take a deep breath. Why are you asking me this? And she said, because nothing's ever fit me before. And I said, can you trust me that I'm making it just for you and it will fit you? And she took a deep breath and she said, okay. And I said, I'm not bringing it back up. Like I promise that it will fit. And she shredded her stuff. And that's like her favorite thing, but right. We're conditioned to believe it's our body. We're conditioned to settle. So like this woman with the size F breast, she would have a custom suit made that would fit her back and her rib cage and the bust. There are three separate parts of your body, but I bet you she would have to reach for like a two XL top and there's no way that would fit her or give her any support um and why not why not go a little slower why not take the time uh because i know that for me i want to over deliver i want to give women more than they ever could imagine i want to ruin all other bikinis for women because (laughs) once they put this on they're like well there's no way i can ever just run to target and grab something ever so that's my mission. <laughs> yeah, that that is how I feel. I'm like, I already am ready to okay, order. Like, well, because like <laughs> I've gotten, you know, like I had these high waisted briefs because that was another thing mm. that we talked about was like after having a baby, I have a little more of a bottom, like right below my uh, belly button, a little more skin than I used to. And I just feel yeah, better too. having a high waisted bikini where it hits and I have more of a uh, like a slender shape Covered. in my waist, you know, but, yeah. um, but I'm like, I want to try something new. Like I, if you're going to make these 
to the width of my hips, then I don't have to worry about it cutting into my hips that are really big and having that like dimpled effect of like, here's the first part of my hips, there's a bikini. And then the second part of the hips, Yeah, it'll just fit me like a glove and watching you prance around and because you prance, (laughs) you literally like bounce and prance. You're like this tiny bubbly little big blonde haired, like fairy bikini bikini goddess fairy woman (laughs) watching you in this tiny little um thong bikini I was like well I might be able to do that so I've like gotten a little more cheeky (laughs) like kind of tucking it up a little bit deeper into my crack (laughs) and because why not you know like take a little risk How many women have walked up to you and said, excuse me, ma'am, you really shouldn't be wearing that? None. Okay. Everyone's walked up to you and been, holy shit, how are you so confident? I need this. And it's, and it's taken me seeing other women, you know, I think you and I have talked a lot about representation. Mm -hmm. It has taken me so long And I followed so many body positive models, models that are like size 14 on up people that are the quote unquote epitome of beauty modeling for campaigns, which fucking finally, like growing Mm -hmm. up, you just didn't, at least in my age group, like I never saw that. I would say that's pretty standard for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, and and now the children growing up, like my son is two and a half and he's going to be growing up in a much different world, Um, you know. And I'm just so glad that we've gotten there Mm. and there's still work to do, but I mean, having size inclusivity being a thing with big major brands and continuing to see, you know, models on the runway looking like me with a dimpled cellulite ridden, uh, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, size, you know, I was like, oh my God. It's human. And I want a woman to go to my website. I'm doing a little, we're doing another photo shoot in July. So I'm gathering beautiful local women, all different shapes and sizes, because when I want a woman, I want a woman to come to my page and see herself. I want to say, oh, she has my, or she has, oh, she has boobs like mine. or Oh, she has Mm -hmm. hips like mine. Oh, I have a belly too. I want the I want her to see herself represented. And that's the whole representation matters. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that, we can allow and we can take a deep breath and we can say, oh, maybe, maybe me too. Like, okay, this can, I can have that same joy, right? Mm-hmm. Because what we desire in others, we have within ourselves, it just needs to be awoken. It just needs to be released and kind of given that permission. And when you put on a suit and then you show that, and then I in turn share your joy. It just, it's the domino effect. It's just like this compounding thing um, because my body looks different than yours. Yeah. Right. Definitely different, but we can carry that same joy. And a woman might come up and be like, Oh, I have her, her belly and her booty. Like mm-hmm. it's the combination and we can just see ourselves. There's so many, do you remember playing like with uh, paper dolls and like, or those flip books where you could like, add the clothes and it was like the top and the middle and the bottom and the shoes. We're all the, like, that's just how we are as women. And I want to touch really quickly. So I'm an eighties baby. Mm-hmm. And when I was seven, I wanted to be a fashion designer and live in the city. <laughs> Great. Look at that full circle. <laughs> Look at that. I'm in a jungle, but, but, but 
I didn't actually pursue fashion because in the eighties, what fashion was was very different. I saw fashion as tall, skinny, Mm -hmm. slender, Sports Illustrated models like their Heidi Klum, like all those people that were like unattainable to me. I'm five one. I'm very curvy. I have a middle. I have this much waist, like an inch of a waistline. Like. I'm tiny and I didn't see myself there. And so I thought, oh, well, fashion's not for me. Mm -hmm. I must not be fashionable, Mm -hmm. right? And so so I just never went there. But my true soul always knew. I sewed things, I created things, I made dresses for my daughters. Like I kept with that talent. It just wasn't what I saw my life doing. So it's a representation for me. that's what I loved. Like, I always ask, how tall are you? Um, so I'll have models anywhere between, like, four or whatever and six. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have the gamut. And just I want people to see themselves, um, women to see themselves represented. Eventually, hopefully, I would love to serve men as well or men who uh, see themselves as women or women mm-hmm. who I would love to be able to help service some of that community where this there's a need there as well like a transgender community different Mm -hmm. um people or just like bigger men because i think you know i i don't my podcast does not focus on male identified folks very often just because that's i I love you guys (laughs) i know that you're like (laughs) 20 percent of the audience so i love you very much um but it's just not where my passion lies to speak necessarily to the male experience it's not my lived experience either right um but men also struggle with body image issues it's just completely different things that they struggle with you know and um some of the body inclusivity fashion that i've seen for men is so amazing because we tend to, as a society, allow men to be bigger, you know, to carry mm-hmm. more hefty weight. Um, whereas we don't necessarily allow women to do that. It's not like right. it's always shunned. Um, mm-hmm. but then they're like, I'm struggling to find a shirt that I look good in, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we allow it, but then our, again, the fashion has not yet caught up. And the way that we dress ourselves and present ourselves to the world really does. Mm-hmm. It's a cyclical, uh, it's like you think certain things, so you dress a certain way. You, um, mm. for me, growing up as a bigger girl, I didn't find things in my size, so I ended up having to go both in shoes and in pants size to like the men's section. So on my website, you'll see a picture of me with like big dog shorts. So like I was shopping at the Y Kelly outlets at the big dog shorts for men area, because that is what I fit. And granted you and I, you grew up in the eighties. I was in the nineties. Like it's a very different time now. I'm so glad that like (laughs) we have size 16 now, but the amount of like thoughts that I had to break through. And when I started to dress more feminine and when I started Mm. to really like find stuff that fit me, granted, I had to lose the weight to do that. Um, I was like, it made me feel good. So then I dressed better. So then I felt better and it feels good, et cetera. It's a cycle. Mm -hmm. So for those of, you know, you who are listening out there who are like looking at your closet and you're like, I don't dig any of it. I don't like any of this. It does not represent me. Or if you're like, I'm struggling with body image and I don't know what to do. Maybe take a look at your closet because I do think there's a huge power in how we dress ourselves and present ourselves Mm -hmm. to the world. You can start to trick your mind. If you don't feel good about yourself, put on a bold lip, 
take a <laughs> risk with a shirt. Find a dress. If you like dresses, if you're more like the masculine style dresser, find a blazer or like a fitted tee that you really like, some khakis, like whatever it is that makes you feel good, get something and wear and actually wear it. I love I love that. I've been doing a lot of character development on myself these past three years. And what I mean by that is, is uh, so I don't know if you've ever heard of, listeners have heard of human design. I'm a projector. I have an open, um, now I just forgot the term. <laughs> anyway, I have an open um, G center. And so I, my identity shifts. So what I love to do is I've been working on my own character development. And I have costumes that I wear. So it's like the whole Beyonce, like with her, like, you know how she's Sasha Fierce, like when she would personas, like you're taking on a persona. Well, I have my own character development. So I have a goddess, Rachel. I have a boss bitch, Rachel. I have a a homeless Rachel. (laughs) She's the gremlin that like gets to have a Saturday night on the couch and like chips and like hair. I like, I have her. (laughs) That's incredible. I have sex kit, Rachel. I have mom, Rachel, right? It's like develop who you want to be in your life. And people need to just be one type. But for me, I find I'm my most creative when I can choose the character that I show up as in different situations. And what that does is it allows me to step into this, not like I'm acting as anyone, Mm-hmm. But I have the freedom to be anyone I want. And it kind of releases the pressure of judgment and self-critique. Who am I going to be judged for? And what am I going to say? Because it was, it was boss bitch Rachel that said that, <laughs> you know? So it's really just this, like you were saying, ownership. You are defining who you are and the clothes you wear. And even more, the swimwear that you choose. Uh, you know, it really can do a lot to let you have the best vacation that you remember all the memories of your family and you take all the, you're in all the pictures and you take all the pictures or the vacation that you just like can't even wait to get away from and you don't have any photos of yourself in and you just don't care, right? It can make a difference. I think that what you were talking about with character development, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that and dive into it because, you know, working with women now, especially new moms, um, as a coach for them, a huge thing that comes up over and over again with so many of them is not knowing who they are after, (laughs) after parenthood, after becoming mothers, let's put it that way. Mm. And so I, I understand intimately what they're going through. And I feel like I'm on the other side. And so whatever kind of tools and thoughts that I can lend and exercises and practices that I can lend to them to try to understand who they are again, I want to, I want to do that. And I think this Mm -hmm. character development, this idea that we can put on different hats and that we always do, whether it be goddess, Mm -hmm. sex kitten, uh, mother, sister, gremlin, like we're all of them, you know, (laughs) 
And I think there are ones that feel more powerful, ones that feel more comfortable, ones that maybe feel like more of a risk taker, but we want to kind of lean into those and especially for kind of working on self-confidence. And so how did you, what was that process like for you to build your characters and to design them? Because you can design whatever you want. You can, you can can design your life however you want. So how, what was your process? You can. Yeah. I love this. One of my passions. So when I was taking life coaching clients, I'm currently not because I'm so focused on building my brand and with the shop. So I needed to take a hiatus from that. Um, What I found is women I worked with and myself, like you said, they had no idea who they were. And I went through that on my own process with that because I kind of had this realization watching my own mother, releasing my own mother story, um, finding my mother story to my daughters and not wanting to pass along some of that, where what happens when your children are grown? After you've done this job and you raise them, they're, they're meant to go off and live a life. And what I sat back and experienced was watching my own mother have nothing, (laughs) waiting for her children, living through her grandchildren who were living their life. And I said, I don't ever want that. I don't ever want to be someone's everything so that I end up with nothing, okay? I wanna be in charge of who I am. And so then I started down the path of undoing my own toxic mothering to my children. So my daughters are 20 and 12. And I know the first decade of being a mother was very ego centered. I wanted to prove a lot of things. I wanted to prove that I could be a good mom, that I could do it differently, right? That I could mm-hmm. be there and, and, and love in a different way, that I could have the perfect house. I suffered a lot from perfectionism. It was the Pinterest age. So every, you know, house had to be pinned and, um, Keeping up with the Joneses was a huge issue that I suffered with, people pleasing. So when I was able to say, who am I going to be? Who do my daughters need me to be in the next phase of their life? Can I be, you know, the old saying where it's like, be your, be a mother, not a friend to your children. Mm-hmm. What that does is it actually just pushes your children away. I want my daughters to desire me in their life. So now I know I succeeded because my daughters come to me for advice instead of me telling them what to do. And that's such a different brain and mindset and mothering change shift. And I realized that I had to live my life for me and that if they saw a successful woman, if they saw a woman living life with joy, who was passionate, who was powerful, who was sensitive and deep and could cry and had emotions, that that's what they would grow up to be because I was showing them a woman and not telling them and being something different, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, right? A lot of times you tell things, but are they doing it? If you look back in our own story, um, do as I say, not as I do, that whole like thing. Um, and living in that now, in that experience where my daughters come to me for advice, where they seek me out, they wanna just be in my presence, where I feel like they've, are doing that for themselves now, where they're like seeking their passions. They're not worried about other people. They're doing as I do, mm-hmm. not as I say. And 
I had to do that by breaking all of my shadows. And part of that journey was asking myself who I wanted to be. Who I wanted to be. What does goddess Rachel look like? What does sex kitten look Rachel look like? Because I still have a marriage. I've been married for 23 years now, since high school. That needs to be very important in my life. But who am I outside of that? So I just began to kind of compartmentalize my life because I'm a little type A Virgo. Like I wanted things in order, right? And I just said, what does she look like here and then? And I just started to do the work, how she would speak, how she would act, what she would dress like, the easy stuff. And then what I realized is, yes, there's all these bubbles of different types of me, but they all draw back to who I am. Because no matter who you get, like when I meet you, no matter who you get whenever I am, you're always going to find the same Rachel. I will always still be at my core center, the same woman. I will love the same. I will care deeply. I will have the same feelings. And so doing that work was really important, separating out those parts of my life to get really clear on how I wanted to move forward um, through the rest of my through the rest of my life. And I'm sure that'll be a process that continues to grow and, and change. Yeah. Yeah. I think that something that you touched upon or, or really this whole, not touched upon this whole section was about making yourself first. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of times women, because we're socialized to worry about everyone else first and care for everyone else first and continuously put ourselves second or last in some situations that feels uncomfortable to start with Mm -hmm. it feels really Mm -hmm. uncomfortable to be like I'm the main character of my show you know and Mm -hmm. it feels selfish right but you know it's actually the perfect thing to be doing because when you are whole and when you are happy it does radiate throughout your entire being and people's mm-hmm. people pick up on that energy. So the best thing you can do for your child actually is to put yourself first. And that's going to sound and hit really weird for some people listening to this, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. I will, I will live and die by that. You know, obviously Thank my you. child is incredibly important. My husband's incredibly important. I will do whatever it is that I need to do to make sure that they are whole and happy and safe. But I will never again in my life put myself on the back burner in the same way that I did in the first like year of, Mm. of being a mother. Mm -hmm. I was so, and you know, it's so freaking easy to do. It's so easy to slip into that. I mean, you're not sleeping. You're hormonally going through a shit show you know, for those of us, like when you go through your first baby and I'm sure, you know, different challenges come up for different children that you have. It is a hot mess. You're adjusting to a brand new normal, but put, but carving out the time to say, okay, yes, I'm going to take care of this little human. And yes, I'm going to care for my marriage or my partnership. Or if you're in a single relationship, you know, whatever that partnership looks like for you, whoever's important for you but you always have to put yourself first. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm just going to take a pause. That was great. Okay. So my husband, you know, we were having 
this time and we were arguing and we just, he had a like moment and he was just like, here it is. This is the order of importance. And he said, it's me, then you, then our daughters. And I was so offended. <laughs> like I just was taken back. Like, how dare you? How dare you even like con consider this? But he was just in a different place. He saw it from a different perspective. And he had done a lot more growth and spiritual awakening than I had. And he, this was before we moved and I had yet to go through mine and my understanding of self. Well, because you birth these babies, you rip yourself wide open for them. So you would die for them and how this man could not understand that. But really what he was trying to get me to see was that they were humans and they were going to go through their own human experience and they were going to take their journey through life and that mine still mattered but he didn't know how to say that in a way um, our men but eventually we love men, them i know we do <laughs> but... i think it was just because he was trying to figure it out how do i say this in a way right how do i tell my wife to stop laying everything out of giving of all of herself for everyone else and having nothing left for her and i heard this the other day and i said it was so powerful and it was think back to your great grandmother and they would say i will i will do anything so that my next generation can have better well then their daughters say i will do anything so that mine that the next generation can have better and what happens is, is suddenly then it's you and i and we're saying i will do anything and give all of myself for my children to have better who actually gets to live the better who actually gets to live the life that everyone generationally was working so hard for where are the women that get to actually pause and enjoy the life oh that's like making me tear up <laughs> i love when i have like right? full-on like somatic experiences i tear up at, so good. <laughs> i tear up at anything if i'm mad if me i'm too. sad if i'm angry if i'm and if something me hits too. me so deeply yeah. and I think we're finally at a place and granted, there's still a lot of work to do with regards to moving women's rights along, you mm -hmm. know? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's still, still a lot of work, but we're finally at a place where that's even a question that we can entertain, you know, yeah. and the, and to, mm -hmm. and to have conversations like this and put it out globally and see where it lands with folks. Right. Hopefully it plants a little seed for those who are listening out there, you know, whether they're moms or not, just women in right. general, right? People in general could use this, mm -hmm. is we need to look out for ourselves. We need to make ourselves right. a priority in our life. This is our life. We were born right. into it and we will die. And at the end of our lives, the last thing anyone wants to do, five regrets of the dying, Bronnie Ware, you look back at your life and you say, what were the regrets? And the regret for many, I mean, there's five of them that she lists, but one of them is like, I wish I lived a life truer to the one that I wish I wanted to live. Mm -hmm. I wish I was truer to myself. And so whatever that means to you, you know, what is a true life for you and the exploration of that and the, and making time to think about who is it that you are and or want to be, and that want to be, how does that align with your true essence? Or how do you develop mm -hmm. that? We spend so much time worrying about everyone else, 
worrying about our careers, worrying about things that you not you need to worry about. I mean, like housing prices, gas prices, there's a lot of pressure, right? But like at yeah. the end of the day, you have to live in your body. You have to live in your mind. You have to live in your soul. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. And where do we make space in our society, in our relationships to have that conversation? Because when you shack up with someone for life, which you and I have done, (laughs) we found these men that are just fucking incredible. You know, you've been married 23 years, which is fantastic. I've come on 12 years this year. We clearly love them. They're for life. They're lifers, you know, (laughs) but like you also, it's also easy to lose yourself in a relationship. And so there's a constant sense of, of Mm. you should always be asking yourself because we're always growing. We're always developing. Mm. We're always changing. There should always be a check-in with yourself of who the fuck are you right now? Is it, is it living in alignment with your values? Is it who you want to be? And if the answer is, I don't know, maybe it's no, then there's work to do girl. There's work to do. And the only way that the only person that's going to do that work shocker is you, (laughs) you know? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I was, I was stuck in mothering a human that didn't need it. And that was a lot of problems in my marriage in the very beginning. And I say problems, but just issues, right? Were you mothering your husband? I was. Yeah. Mm. Uh, And so that was a lot of our dilemma, but when you're 18, and you're growing together and no one tells you, you don't have a good example or role model of what it means to be a, I'll drop the bish energy, the goddess energy, the woman who leads, who meets a partner because we were taught this whole 50-50 come together to become one. But no, no, it's 100-100 and you get 100%. Like you each mm. have to come to the battle equally matched, ready to go to, to battle together. You know, you, you can't, always he can't always just be like watching you over his shoulder like taking care of things like you need to be equally matched there was this quote i saw it said a king chooses his queen not for who she is but when if one day he falls she can lead mm. like you need the power you have to have that constant resource next to you and that was really when i worked through that process of mothering and i realized how much i was un, i was toxic mothering my daughters as well and then that really came that full unfolding of what happens if I just let go and I don't I don't even be the mother what if I be these other characters with my daughters these uh, this other person with my husband what if I give them these other parts of me um that are not displaced toxicity and trauma because I believe that that can play a role in our life how we mother unfortunately can have a lot of trauma and a lot of toxic energy in it um and I was ready to undo that and I was ready to just like like you said be who I wanted to be and not who really thought anything of it and I think for so many of us it starts with the reclaiming of body you know of Mm -hmm. who we want to be because where we are often torn down first is our relationship with our body and we start placing blame Mm -hmm. on our body and where it shouldn't be. And so I'd love to talk about 
uh, mirror work because that's something that came Mm. up in an episode of mine earlier, but we didn't go into a full extent of that. And so I would love for you, if you have like a definition or a way to explain it for folks about Mm. what mirror work is, what does it look like Mm. and how did you start that work? Yeah. Mirror work is with intimacy with self. So I just want to ask you like, you and I are sitting here on the computer and I know that like when I stare into the camera lens, like I feel like I'm staring directly at you. A lot of people can't even meet eye lines. So when you have conversations, people look away. It's like this, this window into your soul. Like that is why it said that for a reason. And so what mirror work does is it's this, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's like official documentation for me and how I use it in my life is this, this deep intimacy and connection to my own soul. So when I take a moment and I look at myself in the eyes, when I speak directly to my soul, because I can't do that, like staring down at me, mm-hmm. right? Like you can, you can only see on the outside. So I'm connecting to the internal Rachel, not the mind because the mind is not our friend I'm connecting with the soul the the person at my center my core the universe the the stardust inside of me and I am communicating with her my truest intentions because for a really long time of my life I said nothing but horrible things to her just like you why is my belly like this why am I so short why is my smile not crooked I could pick out everything wrong with me I look like a boy. One of the reasons why I always wear earrings is I've healed that work, but it's because I felt like I always looked like like a boy. I never looked like feminine enough. So if I wear these earrings, I'm a girl. Okay. So, but I've taken that power back. And so then when I begin to look at my body and I begin to come out of the soul work and connection to the intimacy, because it's like the neurological pathway to yourself. It's the whole, your mind doesn't, here's what you say. Your words are very important. Mm -hmm. When you say you're dumb or I can't do something, like it hears that. Like it's say what you want. When you say it internally or out loud or both? I say if you can always say it out loud, that's much stronger than an internal. It's fine to say it internally, but if you're not there in a place where you can, I tell her. It's like I would tell you, right? You're going to tell your girlfriend, girl, you look amazing. I believe in you. Be confident. Speak to her like you would a powerful friend who you are going to, because many of us don't even speak to ourselves like we do others. So I needed to change that dynamic. And then when I begin to look at myself and my body and I begin to love and and touch and, and, and notice the things or the wrinkles today. Oh, I smiled a lot. Oh, I laughed right? I want to age gracefully. The stretch marks become, you know, uh, battle scars and tattoos of love, right? They begin to become different when you can define them. And that was a lot of the body dysmorphia of not seeing the thought I should have that the world told me I needed to have accepted. So I could undo that and I could reclaim it and I could say, oh, this little bit of the cellulite is beautiful. Like it is my body. Like I can't, I can't just go buy another one. I mean, mm-hmm. right. We should we get, this is the one that God wanted me to have. Yeah. And this is my experience. And what if 
me loving myself, this is where it kind of the catapults it into the shop. If me loving myself as I am showed you and made you bikini to show you to love you as yourself, you're going to raise a son and a daughter or a daughter and a right who would love themselves. And that's how I can generationally change. I can teach my own daughters to love their bodies and all their differences. Uh, and so the mirror work is just something that I do. Um, and I take a photo of myself every day. And, and a lot of it was undoing the trauma and the past um, body dysmorphia and just hate. Um, you have to undo that. Right, we have to put in new practices. You have to make new routines, new rituals. I worship myself now. Like, I truly feel that if you how if you don't love yourself, how can you fully love others? It's so interesting to hear you say that because my visceral reaction was like, I worship myself. How weird. I've never heard that before. You know, and I think that we again are constantly battling these socialized messages. Someone who worships themselves, someone might hear that and think to themselves, oh, they're so egotistical or they're narcissistic. Mm. But this is a completely different view of that. This is a, it's a radical pushback to the way that we are taught to be. The radical pushback mm. is that I am choosing to love every part of myself so fully that I'm obsessed with myself. Now, if it translates to you being an asshole, that's one thing. But if you can just love yourself, what, what a rebellion, right? Mm. And what a fun way to say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good mm. with, with what mm. you're saying. I'm, I'm going to do my thing. Mm. And so for those who are like, okay, I want to get started with mirror work. This sounds amazing. Can you walk us through the steps, like purchase a mirror? Like, what does that mirror look like if yeah. they've never been on your story? Because I know I see your your cute little outfits every day. And, you know, some might see that as like, oh, she's so full of herself. And I love this explanation of like, it's not, I am full of myself. Because for 30 something years, I wasn't. So I'm stepping into a new stage of life mm -hmm. where I do love myself. And this is not a bad thing. And I am giving permission to others to love themselves so you start with a full-length mirror right mm -hmm. and you step in front of it yeah and, even, and then what happens honestly okay yeah even honestly you could use your phone hmm. you could if anything that would have that reflection quality anything that is yeah your bathroom mirror it can be a full length but because i needed full length it's really developing the connection of just holding your own gaze can you so hold looking your into gaze? your eyes or scanning your body into Which your one? own eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You begin with your own eyes, because many of us cannot hold a gaze with a stranger because we look away. Because that is very intimate. So just see and take ten deep breaths and stare at yourself in your eyes and see if you can do that. It's like meditation because you think, oh, we'll meditate. But if you sit there and you try for 10 minutes, it's those 10 minutes are like, you're counting. You're like, oh my God, 10 minutes is difficult. So can you take 10 deep breaths, staring at yourself in the eyes? And then just say really simple things. Um, I'm here, I'm safe. Like begin with whatever your essence needs. 
um, I see you. Can you see yourself? Like how many of us even take a moment to truly see who we are? I feel this way today. Today I feel whole. Today I feel, I don't know how I feel. I'm imagining like myself looking at myself in the mirror because I have it over here. Like, do I feel sad? What do I need today? What do I need today? What do I need to feel today? What do I need to express today? What am I not saying? Really just begin to inquire as if you're speaking to someone else. And, and it's like your, your soul will communicate, whether it's like that moment or later in the day or, or three days later, the more you begin, you begin to actually hear the voice inside of you. Because I believe we're so busy that we never slow down. We, we're, we're overwhelmed with life because we do that. We choose to be overwhelmed because what happens when we're quiet? What happens when we're faced with listening to what is inside of us? And so if you're really looking to start this journey of, I love to call it because the tapestry of you, like, like begin to just unravel and like pull at the threads and begin to unwind everything that you believed and were taught. It begins with truly knowing and asking what you believe because what anyone else thinks should come after what you believe and what you think. You don't have to know everything, but at least understanding how you feel. So starting with the mirror work. And then, yeah, for those women who maybe have suffered body dysmorphia or, or like Sarah and I, like went through this time of compare and despair, right? Always seeing people. I know that forever I had Pinterest boards full of fit bodies, right? And I just had to delete all of that. Like I just compared mm -hmm. myself so much. So the full link mirror comes for the power when you're ready to kind of face your demons, like literally face it all and say, I have this scar here. I have that here. I have this here. Oh, look, my you know they're not pointing the same way like I know it's light and I make I can speak lightly about it because I've done the work of like mm -hmm. accepting that that's just how they are and taking the time to love and look at yourself and especially for those women who you know like to have sex with the lights off you have to love your body first before you can even find you can allow the intimacy and you can allow someone else to fully see you so you can begin that way and you can begin with a full length mirror um that's kind of my first touch with mirror work um my husband does his mirror here my his mirror work we always uh you know we always encourage our daughters to speak kindly of themselves in the mirror and take you know to take the time to like do their meditation and obviously them being younger it's whatever they need but there, yeah, a mirror and just the intimacy. Allow yourself to see who you truly are. And do you do this clothed or without clothing or different types of clothes, depending on what you um, want to work on? Yeah, it kind of depends. Every morning as I get out of bed, like I'll stop by the mirror and I'll just be like, I'll be naked. Like, and I'll be like, what's good girl? Like, check yourself out. And then I'll go. And then maybe in the day I'll get up and I do my mirror work fully clothed. And for some people, it might look like I'm just showing my fashion, but what it does is it's like, I've had women in my DMs that are like, oh, I love your style. And I'm like, you can wear whatever you want. It's truly just about loving. You could wear this too, like put it on, just put it on. And 
then I'll do ones that are like selfie, like, cause I'm, it's like, I want to feel good. There was too many years that I have no photos of me. Too many years that I have no memories because I didn't intentionally was like hated myself. So I didn't want any record of it, right? Delete those off Facebook. You're like, how do you have that photo? Untag me, <laughs> right? Like, so I take the video and then I put words on it that remind women of the power they hold by seeing themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not this, I don't try to shove it down someone's throat. I just try to trickle it in and slowly but surely, you know, people feel the power. Um, so, yeah. I'm so excited for folks listening to this who are maybe on the front end of starting this journey to just start. Mm-hmm. And I think that at yeah. the end of the day, that's it. Ain't nobody going to start for you. You just got to mm-hmm. get to a point where you're like, okay, this has worked for others. Let's mm-hmm. at least give it a shot. Let's try. You might even be thinking and having doubts that this will never work. I'll never love myself. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. You just have to start trying and come to it with curiosity and compassion and see what happens. See if yeah. little lights start turning on, you know, as the fire starts to like get a little, you know, it might mm-hmm. just start as a kindling. And then as mm-hmm. like you build upon the kindling, it just becomes bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger until it's a raging fire that you have for yourself. Totally. Like yes. so fucking hot. Let's do this. Let's yes. get everyone turned on, you know, yes. like, turn themselves on and then once they do that it's more than and I'm not just talking I'm not talking about sexual like you can be turned on by yourself sexually I think that's cool but like it's more about your energy and your belief in yourself that often people Mm. talk about confidence you know that's the word that people Mm. use like oh there's just this confidence about you anyone can develop that it just takes intentional effort Um, I love you so much. This conversation has been so incredible. Before we close, is there any burning topics that you were like, (laughs) I, I mean, we could literally talk for hours. So we totally could. I mean, is there any parting words of wisdom or anything that we'd left out about the shop Mm. that you just want to share? Well, I really just want to, yeah, no, I just want to touch on if at any time you were questioned the things that were said I want you to ask where that thought came from so Mm. you know when you see a woman who is confident when you use the word confident it's probably because you respect her if you use the word woman that said like oh she's so egotistical there's probably no respect there for that woman but understanding the words come from and the power that it is given for words uh what a beautiful way, not beautiful, that's the wrong word. What an interesting way to keep women where you want them. When you use words like bitch, selfish, when you think about women pursuing their dreams and then they're given these words that put them down and make them seem wrong. For a lot of times I judged women who worked outside of the home because I thought how dare they pursue a career their family should come first because that was the mindset that I believed women, I was trained, I was conditioned to believe women should be inside the home. Once you have a family, nothing matters but that. But what I realized was that a woman who 
knows herself, who loves herself, who can pursue passions and raise a family and raise more humans to do the same is a different type of woman. She's a different type of energy to be around. And I don't know about you, but I wanna surround myself with women who, whether or not they have children, who are passionate, who are driven, who are caring, who make great big strides in the world or who don't, who just love fiercely the people around them in their little circle. I just want women listening that if you were thought, wow, like I can never do that, or that seems so hard. I have this many children, or I have a lot of, maybe it's like you think money or time or finances. It's all choosing. And there are all ways that you can begin to love yourself that cost you nothing, but will bring you everything. Start writing little journals, start writing yourself little love notes, start taking down moments that you want to celebrate, start writing them down, start met voice memoing them. Girl, you look good. Take photos of yourself. You can do things that add to your life without taking away. And then start reframing the words and start reframing the energy in which you show up in your life because that will pour out into the relationships, into everyone that you come in contact with that when people meet you, they're like, oh, something about her. And that's gonna be the legacy that you leave behind. That's gonna be the thing people remember about you. People don't remember how clean my house was. People don't remember how perfect Pinterest things were. They remember how I made them feel, how I make them feel, how I raised my daughters, and then who they become. So it's a lot of internal work, but it is worth it. And you are never too old to begin this work. So I want to mention that as well. I hope that I'm 80, wearing a bikini, still encouraging women to do what they want, live their life fully, um, just as you do, giving platforms, you know, like sharing the message and sharing our stories and being in, sharing the intimacy because we can truly change the trajectory of the next generation in a different way than we, the generations before have. So. Speechless. <laughs> so fantastic. Okay. How do people continue the conversation? How do they sign up for consults? Yeah. How do they get more of your energy in yes. their life? Ooh. Okay. Yes. So talk to Sarah. We're going to run a very special, if you find, so it's bikinishop.hawaii on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, but you can also find me on bikinishop.com, uh, T-H-E-K-I-N-I-S-H-O-P. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> you can contact me on Instagram, you can DM, you can book a consultation. We are doing a special Lady Bits 15. So if you find me from the show specifically, you can get 15% off your very first custom bikini. Um, so special for the listeners. I cannot wait. I love um, it. Yeah. That's so sweet of you. I didn't know that you were going to do that. That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and then you can also find my personal page. It's Rachel A. Frederick. Um, I'm sure it'll be in there as well. I just want, I want to just 
living life I never thought I would have. And I mm. feel like I'm truly stepping into that right now. So yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely doing that and giving permission to others to do the same. And that's mm-hmm. why I had to have you on here. Cause we're all about Ugh. agency and empowerment. We want women to right. live the lives that they, we want them to design the lives that they've always dreamed of, and then take the active steps towards getting towards that life. And sometimes that starts with buying your very first bikini. I will end on, you know, I talked to a friend recently who I believe is in her fifties and she, and I had this beautiful, I'm like going to tear up. We had this beautiful conversation because out of nowhere, like we're talking about something else. And she was like, I saw you in that bikini. And I just have to say, you are so beautiful. And like with tears in her eyes, she's like, I've never been able to buy myself a bikini. Five decades of life and the internal struggles of body image issues that again, we're not, she was not born with this. This is the world we live in has never done it. And so I am definitely going to walk her through how to get in touch (laughs) with you and design her something that she feels risky, risky in the sense of she's taking the, this is the first time she's going to step into one Mm -hmm. and then go to the beach with her and have her, you know, almost like a ritual, like ceremonially, ceremonially undress and just walk around. And maybe that starts in her house and maybe in her yard. And then she goes to the beach. But for me, this journey begins with just taking whatever the first step for you is and knowing that you're changing lives out there with garments that are beautiful made just for someone that honors their unique body is just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen when it comes to fashion. So I'm just so in awe of you and I'm so grateful to have you in our life. And so Hawaii is so grateful, you know, so privileged to have you producing these garments that makes our island more empowered. Um, And so thank you, Rachel, for being on Lady Bits and Leadership. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. One woman at a time. It's just one woman at a time. Thank you. This is Dr. Sarah Vogel, and I want to thank you for listening to Lady Bits and Leadership. As always, if you love this podcast, make sure to subscribe to Lady Bits and Leadership and rate and review us so that others can find our community. As the best hype women a girl could ask for, I depend on you all to help me get the word out to other folks. So if you love this episode or just the show in general, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. I would be so appreciative. If you're interested in learning more about working with me through individual or group coaching, just DM me through our Facebook group or Instagram account, both under the name Lady Bits and Leadership. Thank you for trusting me to help guide you on your journey to explore your lady bits so you can love your pussies, rediscover your power, and design a purposeful and fulfilling life. Until next week, this is Dr. Sarah Vogel signing off.